Welcome to the Write, Sell, Succeed podcast, where it's all about the message you convey that compels your customers to pay. And now, here's your host, Gloria Rand. Welcome to Write, Sell, Succeed. I am Gloria Rand, your host of the podcast, and I'm delighted that you have uh, joined us again today, or joined me again today. I don't know why I always say us. It's it's really just me. I'm just, I'm here alone uh, in the room recording the podcast. There's nobody here with me, so whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, today I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, kind of customer service and social media and how they work together and actually go a little bit more specific. I know I've, I've talked about this in the past, but today I wanted to talk really more about actually crisis management on social media when, when, uh, you know, if something goes wrong, especially a lot of times this happens on Twitter, although it has been known to happen on Facebook. Uh, but uh, when sometimes companies you know, for lack of a better term, they stick their foot in their mouth. <laughs> when they are doing something, you know, they think they're being clever and doing some sort of tweet out there uh, related to their company, but oh man, it turns out wrong. And especially if you're wind up crowdsourcing your, your marketing efforts. So, you know, a simple mistake or momentary lapse in judgment can just you know, spiral out of control and just create that dreaded social media crisis. So um, the fine folks at Acton Software have actually put together an infographic, which is what I'm going to be sharing with you today. I'm actually going to include the infographic in the show notes so you will be able to see it. Uh, but it's... Um, it's, it's rather clever, clever uh, because it basically outlines the five levels of social media crises from low, which is where like a customer posts a, smart, a snarky tweet about your business or something, to severe, which is where you or someone re- representing your business actually tweets something offensive and incendiary. And so... In addition to explaining these different crises levels, they also suggest a course of action for dealing with the issue. So let me give you an example <laughs> of this, for instance. So um, basically, they start from, you know, we're, we're going to start from the, the worst case scenario and then kind of work our way down. So, so severe is basically where you, like I said, you or your brand has tweeted something incredibly inappropriate and resulting in thousands or even millions of impressions. So it's it's a good example of why it's important to maintain control of your brand's online image. Because if you're going to let folks post on your behalf, you've got to make sure that they are clear on your messaging and intent. So what they do in, in the infographic, they actually tell you that kind of give you a little action plan here of what to do. And basically is you need to remove <laughs> that tweet ASAP. You've got to issue an apology and make sure that it is worded as sincerely as 140 characters will allow and issue personal apologies to the individuals who are actually mentioning your handle as well. So it's, it's good way to be able to, to take care of that. Now, The next level below that is high. So this is where if people are publicly trashing your business online, of course, the worst thing you could do is ignore it. 
But then the second worst thing you could do is actually respond in a way that's hostile, insulting, or demeaning, because even trying to explain your side of things can backfire if you come off as defensive. And I tell you, one example of this happened a couple years ago on Facebook, actually, and this was, uh, what was it called? Amy's Baking Company. Yeah, um, because I, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, I do like to watch, um, oh, oh, what's his face? The... Uh, Oh, shoot. Um, the Gordon Ramsay. Thank you. There we go. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, chef. And he had, uh, you know, he does, uh, he does his own Hell's Kitchen where he has a whole bunch of chefs, you know, are, 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 uh, you know, trying to be a head chef in one of his restaurants. But then he also does Kitchen Nightmares where he goes in and tries to help a struggling restaurant. And so in this case, it was Amy's Baking Company. Amy's Baking Company, I think it was called. But anyway, they, you know, people did not like the service they got there. And they were posting things, comments about that on Facebook. Well, the owners went ballistic and they totally responded in the worst possible way and just calling these people liars and just being obnoxious and, oh my goodness. So, so I remember there was an episode of Kitchen Nightmares where they kind of went back and, and profiled this, but that's the wrong thing to do. So, so what you need to do instead is to sincerely apologize as much as possible and do your best to right the wrong and then publicize what you're doing. So that's the way you take care of that. Now, the next next lower level is going to be elevated. So this is where, you know, all it takes is a handful of people behaving badly online to actually lose control of your marketing efforts. So if you're going to base your campaign around a hashtag, for instance, make sure your audience is going to respond positively. So they actually, I'm going to give you an example here because uh, there was a tweet that went out from Occupy Wall Street and it said, here the hashtag NYPD engages with its community members, changing hearts and minds one baton at a time. Hashtag my NYPD. So this is where the NYPD's hashtag actually got hijacked by Occupy Wall Street to share examples of police brutality. So instead, a, a good what you should be doing is that a good PR team can often put a positive spin on what looks like even the worst reaction. So in in this example, for, for instance, uh, the response was to defend the NYPD's reputation. Uh, in a way that was respectful and honorable while also not admitting any wrongdoing. So, for instance, the deputy chief of the New York Police Department said, uh, Twitter provides an open forum for uncensored exchange, and this is an open dialogue good for our city. So that's kind of how they handled it a little bit. Now, the next one down is uh, the next level of crisis management is guarded. And they talk about here is that social media trends usually have a pretty short shelf life. So make sure you're actually participating in the discussion and not just piling on with overt advertising. And also make sure you understand the hashtag and that your posts are appropriate. So for instance, not every trend or trending topic is actually worth jumping on the bandwagon for. So uh, for instance, this was uh, a tweet there they give an example here of a tweet from Trek America that says we're taking action and have decided to hashtag give Greg the holiday a Trek America mini adventure with flights to Vegas and then it was hashtag Greg got the holiday so this example was there the tweet was give Greg the holiday and all of the brands who attempted to capitalize on what was at best a humorous antidote 
anecdotes. So the response that they recommended was, you know, was just to be human and don't try to shoehorn your corporate message into every social media event or interaction. And then finally, the sort of the least crisis that's out there is low. So not every critical tweet is going to escalate into a high-level crisis. So you've got to use discretion and common sense when appropriate, um, you know, to be able to respond to these negative uh, posts. And remember, the way you respond, this is so crucial, the way you respond will probably affect your reputation more than the original post itself. So keep that in mind, folks. Okay, go with the flow. you got to know when it's okay not to react and especially when not to overreact. Okay, so hope that uh, gives you a little lesson in how to be able to manage crises on social media. And uh, like I said, I will, I'm going to post this infographic onto the show notes because it's uh, got some really good information there, some good examples because like, I didn't get to share you share them with all of you today. But I hope you appreciate that. And uh, in the meantime, um, uh, as always, I hope that you will uh, make sure that you uh, subscribe to uh, our podcast today, uh, Right to Sell Succeed. I hope you subscribe, whether it's on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. So that way you will be in the know and in the loop whenever a new episode comes out. And I'll be able to share some more uh, marketing tool, or marketing tips and strategies with you because I enjoy doing that. And uh, as I would also love it if you could leave a five-star review. It would be wonderful on iTunes as well, especially if you are enjoying the podcast. Of course, I'm not going to, uh, you know, give me an honest review. So I hope it'll be five stars anyway. And as always, connect with me on social media. I would love to get a tweet from you on Twitter. I'm there at Gloria Rand is my username and use the hashtag right sell succeed. That way I know that you are one of our podcast listeners. So that's going to do it for this edition of Right, Sell, Succeed. I am Gloria Rand, wishing all of you much peace, love, and prosperity. Thanks for listening to the Right, Sell, Succeed podcast. Want more information? Visit GloriaRand.com. And don't forget to follow Gloria on Twitter, at Gloria Rand. Let Gloria know you're listening. Use the hashtag Right, Sell, Succeed. Succeed.